just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Me. And as always, I'm excited about this episode. We're going to kind of pick up where we left off. We were talking about grief and the holidays and what it looks like. So today's episode, we're going to look like we're going to look at grief in different cultures because the way you handle grief is seen differently. So we came across some deep, some really good articles just to share some background in how different cultures um, look at or embrace death. Because grief and bereavement are affected by how death is viewed in different cultures. People throughout the world experience the hardship of significant loss every day. The longer a person lives, the more prone they are to suffer from loss. Each culture has its unique way of dealing with death of loved ones and how these losses affect those left behind. Culture and religion significantly influence how people grieve and how communities support mourning individuals. So one of the first cultures that we're going to look in or communities, we're going to look at the Muslim community. Based on an article entitled How Different Culture, Cultures Deal with Grief and Loss by Dr. Alejandra Vasquez, they sum up the community of Muslims in this area. The core belief on how they view death as a transition, not an end, person moves on to the afterlife. They have extravagant expressions of grief are against the will of Allah. If you look at how they even handle their um, burial or cremation services, the burial is, is within 48 hours and prayers are at funerals. The mourning period is three days to 40 days. Now, again, we're not um, saying that this stuff is set in stone. My, I myself am not a Muslim, so I cannot um, verify this data, but just based on this article. So if you're a Muslim and you're listening, if there's anything that we say that contradicts the, um, the culture of the faith, please um, inform us so we can make sure we have this corrected. And so when we look at the Christian community, this brings the community, death brings the community to, together to accompany the, the dead on their spiritual journey primarily through physical togetherness. So their core belief is that a person may be judged, they go to heaven, hell, or purgatory, and mourners pray their way, they pray them to heaven. Their burial or cremation services, um, both services, prayers, songs, and readings take place. You have funeral masses, and it's followed by a graveside service. And that mourning period, as stated again in this article, is seven days. Okay, so then they look at the Jewish community and their concept, it states, a good death is one where the dying person is accompanied by people who are able to say psalms and prayers. Their core belief, one should embrace life while accepting the inevitable. And their mourning period, too, is seven days or up to a year. So, again, we just talked about Jewish community, the Christian community, and the Muslim community. And you can even listen into differences in how um, they view death. So again, how is that going to look up for the holidays? You can hear it'll be different depending on your cultural background. So, so with that said, um, what, what, how do how do you see 
um, the difference in even just the, the three that we've mentioned, or do you see any additional um, communities that um, differ from the ones that were spoken? I think that how we, I do see similarities and I do see differences, but one of the slim similarities is, excuse me, that there is the idea that there is something else going to happen with that with that body, with that soul, with that spirit. And that in turn helps people to move through that process of grieving because there's something else that is expected. Every practice is different as far as counseling, um, but with the grief and the loss and bereavement process, I do see a very strong importance of having that concept of either religion, spiritual belief, or something where it gives you hope. And when we talk a lot about the grieving process, it is similar behaviors happen within, across all cultures. We may label it something differently, but we're, we all go through periods and feelings of either anger, happiness, acceptance, resentment, denial, all those different things. It's a matter of how we culturize it almost. <laughs> so so even even when when you put it um like so if my culture say as a Christian, if my belief is life after death like with God in eternity. Mm-hmm. So that's a hope and that's a good place to be. So I'm not afraid to die because it, there's more mm-hmm. to death than more than life than this. It you know basically to die is to live because I'm living for eternity with the Almighty God. So if that is my belief when death is is to happen, though I feel those emotions that I'm able to get through them because I, I know the end goal. This is not the end. Mm-hmm. But if I um, say in a different culture that if I don't have that same approach toward it, then if I might be longer in one of those areas, whether it's denial, whether it's anger, you can see that. So what we're trying to to um, bring to the forefront is that everyone is different. So meet people where they are mm-hmm. and understand that the way you celebrate or not celebrate, the way you grieve or not grieve is going to look different. And it might be because of the cultural background. So if that's the case, don't um, go hard on somebody if they're not handling it the right way. They're handling it their right way, which is because that's their culture, that's their belief system. So never never lose sight of that. I don't have to mourn the way you mourn. Correct. And if and if it's associated with what I believe in, then respect that. And I think that's why grief, counseling, support, whatever that looks like. And it can be it doesn't have to be going to a professional. It can be just someone in the family. It can be a friend. It can be different things. But that support to help you go and talk through the processes that you're feeling or the emotions that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where rituals come in with different cultures and different communities. Um, and a lot of times the rituals help with us passing along through that. I can be sad. I can be disappointed. Um, family members will be there to support. But I think that with COVID and with a society just being on that hustle, hustle, grind, grind concept, and that mentality, we've lost sight of the need for time and talking to people and that important process of psychological growth 
through grief and loss. And and Sue, like even even as you as you're talking that we we're we're saying, you know, how do you handle grief for the holidays? You know, because the holiday we're celebrating was like the Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. But all cultures don't celebrate Thanksgiving True. and Christmas. So, you know, in reality, just it's not how do you handle grief during the holidays, how do you handle it every day? <laughs> you know? So so for those that don't are not celebrating this season as a holiday season, we, we're still talking to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you still have friends or family members that might not celebrate or have the same um, religious background as you have. You might have started out the same way, but y'all went different routes. So still honor that um, when, you, when you're talking to them. Because they're, like you were saying, there's some common ground, mm-hmm. though that emotional ride, whether you are Christian, a Muslim, Hindu, you know, Sikh, it doesn't matter that um, pain is pain, a tear is a tear, sadness is sadness, you know. So you, you're going to go through those emotions. That part, that mm-hmm. part. And so when we talk about that, the grief and loss and how we celebrate a person um, during a special time or a special event, you have to recognize how that person is comfortable with celebrating that the passing or the the death of a person, because it's not always going to be the same. But what is the same is we are all human beings. So no matter, like you said, whether it's Christianity, um, Hinduism, different things of that nature, different religions and um, cultures, we as human beings all experience disappointment. Mm-hmm. We as human, we may title it something different, but we're all going to experience it at some point in our life. We're all going to experience um, challenges with acceptance. We may call it something different, mm-hmm. but we're all going to experience it. We're all going to experience feelings, emotions, concepts of isolation. We may call it something different, but there is always going to be that feeling. Um, and I think that's where, why we're even talking about mm-hmm. this topic. It's because people grieve, yes, in different ways, but we all experience the same feelings. We just call it something different mm-hmm. at different points. And, and we like to put grief like um, linear, like, you know, like, like mm-hmm. line by line that it's supposed to happen this way. And even like based on this article and me as a Christian, it says mourning period seven days. They didn't. I wasn't a part of this survey, <laughs> you know, and I, I can just go back um, to the, the death of my mom at 14. Seven days. What? Yeah. You're talking about years. You know, of, of dealing with that feeling, whether it was denial, whether it was anger, anger as a Christian. So don't let, um, say, the, the, the information that we put out in the beginning say that it's set in stone. That if you do it more than four days or more than five days, that it, it's not that it's an individual process. But is the things that you're experiencing through those again over the um, the was it Kuban Ross? Mm-hmm. They kind of just put it into these other the five areas. You have denial, you got depression, you got anger. You know, you're going to experience those. And it's it's OK mm-hmm. not to be OK, but just realize where you are. And again, the people that you are um, associated with that based on culture, there could be cultural differences in how we handle um, death, especially during the holidays. And communication. We're going back to really relying on communication skills to connect with people. 
And as we move through society today, we're moving away from a lot of verbal communication. And this right here lets us know that verbal communication is important and really having basic relationship skills. You know, as as I go through the the article, that even you can even see a difference in um in a community, a Hindu community. Okay. And you talk about um being able like that communication piece. It says at a minimum, um, they would have a cremation, religious songs at the deathbed, sacred water from the river, ganges to be given before death, and sacred chanting at the deathbed. There, again, they do cremations ASAP. And they call the wake, you know, in Christianity, the wake, we go the day before, a couple of days before the funeral. So you just see the terminology and just some differences. And they're mourning periods from 10 to 30 days. Wow. And they're yeah. doing it together, right? They're doing it together. Yeah. Right? Because like you said, and based upon <clears throat> um, my experience and being a Christian, yeah, the wait is probably about 30 minutes to an hour. And then you have the funeral service for about two hours. Not if you had a Baptist church. You know they could go from four hours now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but what you discussed based upon religion that you discussed a few minutes ago, you know, at least together for a long period of time. And by them being together for that long period of time, it may help with the grieving process much better because you're spending time to being together and process. And even with that, um, the Buddhist community, their mourning period is listed as 90 days. Mm. And it's, it's, um, it's crazy to think or silly to think that society as far as jobs, as far as industry um, goes with works and different things like that, how we give certain periods of bereavement. So you get, um, when I had a, a loss in my family, you get like, what, five days of bereavement. And then you're supposed to get back to work. And yes, things are going to pop up, but you still got to push through it and get it done. And while I get the concept, it also doesn't leave space because we have now put a timeline on how fast we need to get our stuff back together and get mm. back to work. And that creates that false sense of, I don't have time to f- have feelings. Yeah. I don't have time to experience these feelings that may come in waves because I have to get back to work or I have to get back to being the caregiver or doing different things like that. And so then that in turn can create that feeling of shame. I don't, I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't continue to feel this way because um, my job Drop gave me, me right, back to work. Mm-hmm. right my yeah. job gave me five to ten business days business days not the mm-hmm. weekend okay mm-hmm. <laughs> to grieve and hurry up and fix myself and get back to work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then that even that's even challenge um the closer if it's like uncle you might only get a day if it's mommy daddy sister right. or brother you know you get the longer period but we know that sometimes it's the auntie uncle grandma or the friend that we call auntie that's really not DNA related, mm-hmm. that um, they passed, but they played that role. Yeah. So then you have to prove that they mean more than just an uncle. 
mm-hmm. that they more like like Uncle Mom or ooh, not Uncle Mom, <laughs> Uncle Dad. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it, it is it's crazy that even like how you said that, then you feel some kind of way mm-hmm. like I only have three days or a week. But what if I'm still feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that in turn, so that again, going with you, Miss Tracy, tying it back into what the, our topic is today is that it's okay when those feelings come into play over the holidays or over a specific event or time. It's okay if the sadness creeps in. It's okay if the the mourning creeps in. It's okay if the the resentment or the anger creeps in. The more that we try to push it away, like Miss Sharina mm-hmm. said, it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. It'll be back there lingering. And you know how people, whenever they come in for counseling, you know, they ask, how long should mm-hmm. I feel this? Why well, I'm not getting any better after two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it sounds like the society has forced people to put a timeline mm-hmm. on this process regarding grief. Yeah. And it going back to what Ms. Tracy said originally in one of the, in the first series, first episode of this series is that it doesn't have to be someone passing. Right. It could be the loss of um, a job. Mm-hmm. It could be a, a loss, loss of functioning with a limb. It mm-hmm. can be um, a loss of a marriage. It doesn't have to be strictly the loss or the passing of somebody. Because I, I can even say, like, say, just retiring from the um, military, that that first year, about a year and a half, that was a transition mm-hmm. for a sister because yeah, it's, it's not a um a physical death, but that, that was me for 33 years. And you lose that, you wake up and like, uh-uh, this is different. Yep. <laughs> Smells different, all of that. So um so 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 how how can we help? What type of things should we be asking or looking for um to help these um during this process? But as y'all have expressed, there's no correct way to grieve. So when we're dealing with friends or family members or people of different cultures, we want to really um, probably consider asking the following questions. So these are just suggestions. And one question is, what emotions and behaviors or normal grief responses within your culture. Once again, what emotions and behaviors are normal grief responses within your culture? Another question is, what are the bereaved family's beliefs surrounding death? So what are your family family's beliefs? as it relates to death. Another question is, who should attend mourning ceremonies? And how are attendees expected to dress? Another question is, are gifts, flowers, or other offerings expected? What special days or dates significant for the bereaved family? What types of verbal or written condolence are expressed? 
I really like these questions. And I'm learning a lot from you all because I would just want to, I would just do what I want to do. And that be disrespectful. What do you mean do what you want to do as far as your individual grief or how you think someone else wants to? How how I feel someone else. Gotcha. Want to, you know, um, how I want to address the family or address the culture with how I feel mm-hmm. about their loved one. Mm-hmm. And we have to take ourselves out of it a lot of times. Correct. And it's hard to do that when we just want to be there for the person. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes us being there for the person is what we have the intention of doing mm-hmm. without even considering what they want or what space they're in. On a more individual level, Ms. Shireen, when you talk about those questions, so if, I, um, if I'm if i at um, Christmas party, Thanksgiving party um, with my family and I know that someone's passed, breaking it down, I'm asking, or I think that what should be helpful to ask would be, hey, how would you like to honor this person? So getting, breaking down the whole culture question and the whole um, breaking the culture question down to more individual, individualized. I'm asking my family, practicing asking my family, how do you want to honor Nana? How do you want to honor Papa? My dad, and that was his mom and dad, but daddy, are you okay? What does okay look like? Are you sad this time? Are you, a, and I know my, my dad's a military person, army all day, and he went through grief and loss when he, um, left the military, retired from the military, but that check-in. I can know all day how I want to honor and, you know, Nana and Papa, but that may not be how my dad wants to do it and how wants to see it. So, um, and then also checking in with that person to see what their experience is last year or was last year, if that was an issue. My things have changed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But you, you said one thing about, um, like, how are we going to honor? And I think that a lot of times, like, uh, when it comes to the holidays, especially if it's like your first one, it's going to look different. So I don't want to go because Nana or mommy, daddy or sister is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So opposed to staying away, that would be one way to bring everyone together and say we're going to honor. We're not celebrating Christmas this year. In, uh, in, in other words, we're going to celebrate mom or dad. We're going to honor her mm-hmm. on this day and make it a, a celebration so we don't look Christmas every year as this is the year that mom and dad No, this is the year that we celebrate it. And right. so now, next year, oh, we had a good time celebrating mom. So the hurt of Christmas coming again next year, I have something to balance the pain with mm-hmm. because we had a good celebration, you know, with it. And then another thing that you had talked about, it brought me back to um, how people do stuff different. I remember as a child when I really didn't have an understanding, when death, I was scared of death for dying. You know, right. it's like, oh, did you did. And um, someone died on a the block. They buried him in Florida. And when they came back, they had pictures. And that was the first time I ever saw, I was about 10, of them taking pictures of somebody in a cast. And I thought it was the craziest thing. Like, who does that? Like, you got demons going to come to y'all house now. Y'all got dead people hanging up in there. 
But when you explain that, we celebrated his life. Like, yeah. And now when I look and you see how restful and peaceful that some people in Casket, and y'all, I might get some backlash on this, but be looking good, made up than they did when they was walking around. Because those funeral directors, they do a really, I don't know if it's director or what the actual job in the funeral home, but when they present them, they have them like flawless and they want to make them as perfect as possible, you know. So um, just to see that, it was it just tripped me out as a kid. But now, like, I understand it as an adult now. And this is different. They, they were explaining then, like, why they did that. But I didn't understand it. And not understanding the culture, you will say, why are they crying or why are they acting like that? You know, mm-hmm. it was just this. It was just a job or it was only a dog. Mm-hmm. All right. We definitely talked about a lot of different things today, ladies. Good job. Good job. Um, if you do have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at justmepodcast, the number one, at gmail.com. And until next time, take care of yourself so we can take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavior health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.